Hello, my friends, and welcome back. We are here at Healthy, Happy, Creative, and it is Inauguration Day, so I am undeniably happy. This has been a beautiful day, so if you don't agree, that's okay, but I am happy. What I wanted to talk about today was that somebody put up just the other day um, a newly released report talking about the amount of COVID deaths related to people who had undiagnosed high glucose and or high insulin levels that they did not know about that have obviously played a huge part in the fact that they did not survive having COVID. This brings up a lot of stuff for me because as many of you know, um, back in April of this past year, I had COVID or what they think was COVID. I did not get um, a test at the time because that was back when tests were incredibly hard to find and now it's a year later it's down in my medical records as having covid because there's pretty much nothing else it could have been given how it went and how sick i got and um sick for a month so even if i wasn't even if it wasn't covid um whatever i got i got so sick that i was sick for a month and to this day, um, I have what could almost be a, like a PTSD thing, um, which I do not want to make light of PTSD by any stretch of the imagination because, I mean, I had, I still have things um, that, that are leftovers from having this horrible, horrible virus. And hearing that we are seeing the connections now between people who survive and don't survive we um it it looked so random for so long you would have perfectly otherwise healthy looking people dying from this and what looked to be frail 98 year olds coming back out of the hospital now it's not to say there are not long-ranging complications for any of the people who survived because there, this is an unknown. We are seeing some like really scary looking things, but we're also getting, um, we're starting to understand a little bit more about the impact that these hidden killers have on our body. And one of them being diabetes, because if you have not been um, diagnosed yet, or you're just borderline, or um, you have basically the precursor which is um, the raised insulin level which is very rarely tested for these days which is really odd because it's no it's no harder to test for than anything else is my understanding and yet we use glucose level as you know the the kind of the be all end all test and yet before that even happens people who have been um, eating a lot of carbs for a very long time often have this um, this growing insulin resistance in their body and like me then they they become type 2 diabetic they become what they call an insulin resistant variety and unbeknownst to why I don't even I there's not even enough words for why we then give 
people whose body doesn't use insulin well more insulin. I don't even understand it. It's like one of those things. It just, it just like it hurts the brain. My head, make, I make this funny, really face when I think about it because it hurts my head so much. But it was the best we knew how to do, I guess, at the time. But what we know now is that a radical diet change for people with type two diabetes brings down the level of insulin that the body is putting out, giving the cells a chance to to rest because basically it's like being um, insulin's been beating at the door of these cells and our cells are getting stronger and stronger at saying no screw you insulin not letting you in so we put more and more insulin so more and more insulin is beating at the door and the the cells get stronger and not and they don't let the sugar out and then the sugar carries through the body and it stores in the organs and our body then turns into fat on top of everything else Oh my God. And yet then we inject insulin in because we think that that's going to help bring down that blood sugar. And in some cases it will because there's a certain amount of it that will overcome. But insulin, say it with me, is a fat storage hormone. So they're always like, yeah, people on insulin get fat, but they don't have diabetes anymore. Well, they still do for God's sake. Yeah. It's like you still have a runny nose when you're taking your decongestant or the stuff to dry you up, it's just, it's stopping the symptoms. All right. So we're, we're not treating, we're treating symptoms when we treat type two with insulin. Now, do I think these doctors are bad? No, I don't. In fact, I love my doctor. Um, I love my new doctor a lot because she is really willing to dig in there and learn and, and take on some new thinking and that's just amazing. But there are a lot of doctors, and I'm just going to say this really bluntly, who are not keeping up. They um, they are not paid to keep up. They are paid to make diagnosis. So a lot of times they do not have the time, and some of them just don't have the inclination um, to do it. There are some amazing doctors out there. I mean, amazing. But are, are all of them amazing? No, and they're all still in practice. So your mileage is going to vary on that. And I highly encourage you to be a very proactive part of your medical care. And I know you think you can't understand this stuff sometimes, but I want you to go out and read it. I want you to go out and start studying those things. I want you to bring um, real medical tests and real medical journal articles to your doctor to read. Um, for reflection on them and I want you to get a broader stance on that because there's a lot out there that they don't know there's a lot out there that we don't know um right in the face of COVID right there we're learning all the time so that circles us right back to the fact that people with higher blood sugars and higher insulin levels are dying dying from COVID at a much higher rate than other people. People with who are heavier are dying, yes, dying from it as a complication, all right? Because the chances are it's almost impossible to get fat without having a high insulin level because fat in itself that you digest does not make you fat, but carbs do, all right? 
So you just you couldn't eat enough fat. Now you could eat enough fat in relation if you put carbs with it because that's a really deadly combination. Fat and carbs together, yeah. Fat and protein, beautiful. Fat by itself, pretty damn good because your body uses it, burns it as energy, and will really hold it. If you have humongous extra amounts of it that you're not burning off, your body is going to do its best to pack some of it up and um, store it as bodily energy, which we know is fat. But um, it, it doesn't. It's harder. It's harder for it to do. Carbs are easy. Carbs are easy for it to turn into lipids and to store in our fat cells, and we get all nice and plump. But uh, fat, not so much. It's it's not its groove. It doesn't like doing it. It um, it just doesn't like it. That's all there is to it. So. As we do this, and I look back on my time of being so sick and having, thank God, just thank thank goodness, a couple of months before that, I had decided that it was not in my best interest anymore to take the advice that I had been given. Um, I don't know why, after all that time, I am not sure why. But I just decided that I was I was staking my claim to my own health, and I decided to get out there and start really learning, and I did. And in that, um, I got myself off of my insulin and my diabetes medications. And by that point, I'd lost somewhere in like 35 to 40 pounds, which was amazing, and um, could not have been timed any better because um, I had gone to Universal Studios with my daughter. And people were like, oh, this isn't going to be so bad. And um, I probably should have listened to that little that little voice in my head that was like, hmm, this sounds like it's going to be bad. But I didn't. Went to Universal Studios for a week in March. Came home. I suspect I contracted it in the airport. That's just kind of a guess. Because we didn't really hang out with anybody. But in the airport, you, just, you know, you're like in a swath of humanity in the Atlanta airport or in the... Um, the airport in Florida. Um, one of the two places. So within days of getting home, I became sick and I became sick very relatively quickly within 10 days. And I got sicker very, very quickly and stayed brutally, brutally ill with double pneumonia for over a month. Um, but I survived. And I think one of the reasons was, is I also kept keto during that time where a lot of the world really wanted me to um, have comfort food and have chicken noodle soup and have all the things I wanted. Um, I really stayed true to my gut and I stayed keto during that whole damn thing. At times when I couldn't even get myself physically out of bed, I asked, um, and my husband gratefully made me uh, scrambled eggs during that time with cheese. And I didn't have the breads. I didn't have the carbs. I didn't have the sweet stuff. I drank lots of water. Um, I took my minerals. I got up. I walked around. I continued to care for newborn kittens during that time. I know people think that is absolutely fucking nuts. And it might have been. But I actually attribute part of my surviving to the fact that I got up every two hours. And every time I got out of bed, oh my God, I would cough. Oh, holy God. Because I would sleep really hard 
Um, and then I would wake up and I would like, I would fall to my knees. Honestly, you know, nobody's got TMI, but, um, I would pee all over myself. I would cough so hard. So I would really try to get up and get to the bathroom really quickly before the coughing started because it just racked my body and I would throw up lots of mucus and stuff like that. And, um, each time, and then I would go feed the kittens and then I would go back to bed for two more hours. And I just did that around the clock for days on end. Um, and I, I started kind of working my way through things that made my body feel better. And I, I admit, I feel, I feel pretty fucking vindicated these days when they talk about, um, taking the vitamin D and the vitamin C and the stuff. And that was the protocol that I put together for myself during that time, because honestly, we didn't know jack shit back then. And, um, so I, I am, I'm, I'm giving myself the fist bumps for that because I figured that out myself and I really listened to my body during that time. Um, because they didn't have much else. Um, I switched up antibiotics twice because I got a racking case of double pneumonia that was just horrible from it. I sounded like a fish tank full of pudding. Isn't that a, isn't that a great way to think about that? Um, when I breathed, it was, it was, it was pretty terrifying and there were nights that I couldn't catch my breath and it was really scary. Um, but it still felt more scarier to go to the hospital, um, because they were already not letting family members in and we were already hearing, um, stories dribbling out about people dying alone. And that's nothing like it is now. People, we are 400,000 deaths in. 400,000. But I wasn't one of them. And I don't want you to be one of them. And I don't want your friends to be one of them. And I am so sorry if you have already lost friends and family to this. I have not lost any family to this, but um, friends of friends have been lost. And um, it hurts every damn time I see it. So it's just another reason. It's another reason to get your shit together. All right. So if you are not in my free group, I want you to come over. So, I mean... If you're a fasting person, if you're a keto person, yeah, it's the place for you, okay? The Healthy, Happy, Creative Life on Facebook. Or make the big jump and come over into the private community. Quite frankly, private community is closed right now, but I'm doing some private openings. Um, I just, I, I I really want to serve people. I want to help you get through this. I want to help you build your protocol because um, I saved my life and I want you to save yours as well. Even if it's not the pandemic, I want you to get your insulin levels down. I want you to understand why, even if you are not diabetic, why insulin and high insulin levels are and getting them down is the key to getting off your weight and keeping off your weight. And we can talk a little bit more about that anyway. So if if you're interested in that, come find me. Good Lord, I am the easiest person on the internet to find. Um, you can come find me. Um, you can re- email me at Maddie Curtay, M-A-D-D-I-E-K-E-R-T-A-Y dot net. You can come over to the group, The Healthy Half Be Creative Life on Facebook and ask to come in there. That is the free group. Um, and then you can contact me through there. I want, I want us to be better. I want us to be healthier. I want us to have, I want us to have a glimmer of hope. I felt that glimmer of hope today when I was watching the inauguration. And I want that for all of us because it's a brutal time. And 
I want us to do this together. Okay. Well, that was a lot more sappy than I wanted it to be, folks. And um, yeah, so there you go. I will see you on the other side. And if you need me, you know where to find me. Bye-bye.